We believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, here's the topic today. Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Later. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't think I'm ready. Drum rolls. Are you, are you ready? Insert drum rolls here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the topic. You have to hear something seven times before it fully registers. What do you think about that? Do you buy that? Better say it again. I need to hear it six more times. <laughs> yes, I, I think this is living proof of the, the theory. <laughs> theory proved. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the episode for today. Thank you, folks. Okay, here it is. You have to hear something seven times before it fully registers. Mm -hmm. Do you buy it? I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to hear what your kind of what support you have for that statement, because my first instinct is it depends on what it like, what it is. So like, if it's something I'm really interested in, or like, I'm ready to hear, or I, or then maybe I receive it more, you know, quicker than seven times. Right. But I'm interested, like, so where does that come from, John? Where does that well, statement come from? Well, let me let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard that, that you have to hear something seven times? I've heard um, it related to marketing, you know, right. that you yeah. know, in terms of getting in front, you know, it's rare that you're going to get somebody on the first time. Like typically it's right. anywhere between seven and 12 times that you get right. in front of somebody before, you know, there's, you know, buying happening or trust built. So right. that's in relation to marketing. I've heard it, but not anything else. Well, you know, and and that may be that may be true, and it could be that I mistaken about the concept. But I'll tell you why it it comes up. So I had a girl come to me, oh, uh, three or four weeks ago, and she wanted to do think it be it. And so I'm talking to her. I ask her, you know, what percentage of your potential are you playing the game of life at? And she goes, Well, I'm at feel like I'm at twenty five percent. And and she says, I got this feeling that there's more in the tank, just like, you know, you and I have both expressed. Yeah. And and I go, Well, I'll tell you why that is. If your 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 success in life comes down to your daily actions and and ninety-five percent of your daily actions are unconscious. So if you're not influencing those unconscious daily actions, that's you're actually are playing the game of life at 25%. That feeling is justified. That's why it is. You know, it's it's pure math. It's simple. And so we continue our discussion. He comes up 
maybe 10 minutes later that she's playing at 25% of her potential. And I go, why is that? Well, she, she could, she wouldn't repeat back what, what I had tried to teach her. And so then I'm like, huh, whose fault is this? And I'm thinking, I think it's my fault because I just told her the answer. I didn't, I didn't make her dig for it, you know? And, you know, I, I didn't try and influence her with, with questions. So she discovered herself. And so I was sort of thinking, well, I don't, I don't know that she's an ideal client if she can't get the, the basics, you know, maybe I was being too hard on her. And so I had another client, another woman that wanted to do think it bit. And I go through, through the same thing, except this time I make her discover it with questions. Yet, you know, later in the conversation, when I, you know, try that again, she, she didn't get it. And then I'm th- thinking, well, you know, this is interesting. Why don't people get it? And that I came to the conclusion that evidently they have to hear something seven times before they really get it. But I don't know if I believe that or not. So in that, with that background, what do you think? Yeah, I think when somebody's learning something new and that's foreign to them, yeah. You know, and I think too, when I, when I think about probably the type of format that you guys, you know, now given the context of those conversations where they're meeting you for the first time, you know, they're probably being asked some uncomfortable questions that they haven't thought a lot about. Right. You know, so there's some other pieces at play here, you know, I think related to maybe why they weren't able to articulate back to you what you had said earlier, you know what I mean? Or to... And so, but I do believe, you know, through the work that, you know, we do, how important repetition is, right? you know, and so hearing it one way and then maybe another way and then seeing it this way and then visually seeing it, you know, like that those are ways to be able to grasp a concept that's foreign to you. But yeah, but as far as like the number seven, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I think too, again, it depends. John, I reflect back on our first conversation, which was through the podcast, right? You know, as as you being a guest on my show, and I didn't need to hear anything more than once because I was ready to receive what it was that you had to say. And so, you know what I mean. But but yes, and so I think that that's one of the components of this too. Is is I'm. Here's another aspect. Are you, do you have a growth mindset? Meaning, are you open Mm -hmm. to new concepts or, or do you have a fixed mindset? Because your your mindset is fixed and you aren't, you're going to be resistant to the concepts that, you know, you're talking about with them. And so that could be part of it, you know? So I don't know. I'm not quite sure as I, as I'm thinking out loud right now, those are just some of the things that are coming to mind. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, I think you make a great point that when you heard it the first time, you did not need to hear it seven times because it's pure logic, you know, and I'm the same way, but but you were receptive to hear it. 
I buy that. I mean, yeah, you know, it, if it makes sense to you logically, why do you have to hear it seven times? Right. So, so, I- so the other thing that you said, I think that's interesting is that, uh, what, what did you say that caught my attention? Oh, the growth mindset. You know, I, I wonder, do you think most people have a growth mindset or not? Well, if we go kind of to the stats that you and I have experienced with Think It Be It, right? I would say the majority of people don't. If you see what's happening right now kind of in the world with the divisiveness yeah. that we have, and I would say so much of that is coming from folks who have a fixed mindset and not a, a growth mindset, who aren't open to... It doesn't mean you have to agree with what somebody says or with what... Uh, yeah. It just... So... A growth mindset, you know, means I think that you're open, open-minded and that you're seeking and that you're constantly, you have to be really self-aware. Right. To right. really be able to, you know, as far as that growth mindset, self-awareness is really one of those foundational things. Right. Um, and I really, I don't know, from, from my experience in dealing with clients and candidates and prospects and is that. That self-awareness is not there. You know what I mean? There's like, you know, when you're blaming, when you're complaining, when you're any of those things that those typically are indicators of of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And I see that so much. So, yeah, my guess is it's probably way more on the other side of people who have a fixed mindset versus a growth, you know, mindset. You know, I just read in the Wall Street Journal uh, this weekend, they said that they were talking about what percentage of the American public believes in the American dream that that if you work hard, you could get ahead. And the number is down to like 36% believe it. And I think the number was 50% of people, what was it? So 36% did only 30 36% of people believed that if you worked hard, you could get ahead. But there was something about, and I think it may have been around this idea of, of a growth mindset, that less than 50% had a growth mindset, mm-hmm. which would make, sort of make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And it goes back to everything that we've talked about and what the premise of Think It Be It is built on which is understanding how the brain works. Because, again, most people are sleepwalking through life. Right. They are operating on autopilot, and their autopilot is not setting them up for success. You know, they've got to overcome that because it's all of their old stories, their, their habits that aren't serving them, their narratives that all of those things. And that equates to a fixed you know, mindset there, you know, when you were on that proverbial treadmill, or if you are feeling like, God, it's Groundhog's Day, you know, where I thought, I thought I would be this by now. I thought I would be further along. I thought I would be happier. I thought I would be right. If you're saying any of those things, then it's very likely that you have a fixed mindset. Well, and you know, think about this. I've come to believe that life just beats people down. Beats the ambition out of people, and I've just started thinking about this lately. And I, the reason I I say it is is that you know, as my 
class is is required for all the athletes at the University of Texas, and it's really for the ones that are seniors in college and are about to enter the real world. And it's so fascinating to me that when I go to them and say, hey, I got a way for you to create the exceptional life rather than the average life. It takes 12 minutes a day, and we're applying the central concepts of the top book of the world on success to your life. They're like, are you kidding me? I'm all in. 100% of them are in. Not, you know, 2% like the general population, but 100% of them are in. And I find that fascinating because I'm like, what is it about life that beats people down to where they're not that interested in creating the exceptional life. I mean, it's, it's sort of what Darren Hardy said that, you know, only 2% of the people feel like more success is a necessity rather than just a preference. For the 98%, more success is just a preference. What do you think about that? Does, does life, do you think, beat people down? I think that, of course, life is, that's what this is about. That's what this journey is about, is trials and tribulations. It all is about the lens that you look through, though. So wow. if you're you're going to feel beat down, if every time something happens that doesn't go your way, there is the negative narrative around it, then you're going to feel beat down pretty quick. And you're going to, it'll be that learned helplessness where you decide, decide not to try anymore because life is just keeps handing you, you know, lemons kind of thing, rather than if you're looking through that lens of like, all right, so, you know, this did not go as I had planned it would, you know, so where, what am I supposed to learn from this that I can take with me to the next thing? Like, I just got better because I failed or because I just went through this or because I, you know, again, it's, it's about the the, the lens you're looking through and the narrative, the story that you create around whatever the situation is. I could look back on my childhood and be and feel like a victim or feel like a but no, I'm like, that's that made me who I am. You know, as I, hard as what some of those things were going through that helped me become self-sufficient early, helped me, you know, those kinds of things. So again, I think it's about you know, the type of people, and I'm not talking glass half full, I'm not talking Pollyanna or a toxic kind of positivity at all. I'm talking about the ability to look at a situation and you can say, yeah, this sucks. You know what I mean? You can, those two things can be true at the same time. This situation could suck. But like, then as we sit in the suck for five minutes, 10 minutes a day, yeah, but then start looking at it to say, all right, so this happened. You know, what am I supposed to learn from it? And how can I grow and take this with me to the next? Or how can I, and also too, if you've got that, I'm like, this door shut for a reason. And I've, you, we've talked about this before. Like now looking back, I can connect the dots and find out why I didn't win that big contract or whatever the case is. In the moment, it's hard to do that. But I know now, sort of the wisdom of where I'm at in my life, that that door closed. Because that door closed, it allowed me to be open to another door opening, or it, it allowed the opportunity that would not have been afforded to me had that other opportunity come through like I had hoped. Right. And so I think it's, 
you know, when you're back to feeling beat down, it all is a matter of perspective, you know, um, and we talked about perspective before. There are over 700 million people in the world who don't have access to running water. It, you know, so it's like, <laughs> really? I don't right. have to contract. I don't have to carry a basket on my head and go to walk 24, 24 hours to get water. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> I think, you know, my point being, being down, yes, life, that's what we're hearing. It's a big, giant lesson, right? All of these situations, not smooth sailing. So I guess, you know, when I when you ask me that question, I'm like, yeah, life, that's what life is. It'll keep yeah. you. Know, it'll beat you down if you let it. You know, right. pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and move on. Well, you know, I see with think it be it more than ever, and it's taken me a long time to understand this. So much of it is a a, a timing issue in your life. For people to do think it be it, they got to be sick of their existing life, and the the emotion of being sick of their life has got to exceed the effort to try, think it be it. And that's why when you're dealing with athletes that are in their senior year of college, boy, the timing couldn't be any more perfect. They're they're chomping at the bit to get in the real world, and you're handing them away that takes 12 minutes a day to do it, and, and you're applying the, top, the central concept of the top book, The World on Success, I mean, it, you know, it's just an easy decision for them. Yep. Whereas you go to somebody that's 40 or 50 years old, uh, they've had life beat them down. And and I think largely life, that, that beat down process makes them complacent, you know, makes them lazy and and sort of sucks some of the ambition to have the exceptional life out of them and they just go oh you know yeah i'd like to be more successful but i don't want to go to the effort of you know creating this clarity and feeding it to myself today that's just just too much work for me and i think that's part of what happens don't you i do and i think when some when somebody's searching and they want to improve their life and they've been trying things, whether it's related to your health, your business, your career, whatever, the, your, your marriage, whatever the case may be. And it's not working. So you've tried stuff. You've tried, let's use the diet as an example. And you've tried all kinds of things and nothing seems to work. Then that's the attitude you have when you're presented with new opportunities. And I've tried that before. It right. didn't work for me. I've tried something like that before. Okay, really? Did you? For how long? How consistently did you? Yeah. And, you know, um, but that's, I think it's easy to get into that mindset. Like, I've tried something similar to that, or that sounds too, you know, because again, that's what your brain's designed to do. It's de it's designed to keep you in that place of familiarity. Right. And right. so if you're asking yeah. it to do something that's unfamiliar or that maybe it's tried and it hurt their ego a little because it didn't work out then they're going to become more and more resistant. Each time that happens, that subconscious, that little rut in the road is going to get deeper and deeper, and they're going to have a hard time accepting new ideas. Right, right. You know, I'll tell you something else I've, I've thought about that I think is interesting. I think largely the stuff in the self-help 
personal education field is useless. And I say that because, and this this will refresh your memory, we, oftentimes we talk about how everything else in the success and human achievement field is strategies, but you got strategies coming out your ears. You know, that is that is so true. Unless you can bury the strategies in your subconscious mind, then they're useless. And and I, I gave you an example of this in working with my basketball client here at the University of Texas. I was telling him, um, you know, with the concept of personal responsibility that, you know, you have to embrace personal responsibility and which means never being a victim. And if you don't like your results, change your behaviors. And, you know, that's a fundamental concept in the uh, self-help business. That's that's a concept that is espoused. But what happens is people hear that and they go, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, I'm on, on board. And then the next day, they're, they have trouble doing it. You know, something happens and, and they embrace being a victim. And even though they now intellectually know that's not the way to be, that, that's how they remain. And I see that, you know, you contrast that to the person who then takes the step of doing think it be it, and we're feeding that concept of personal responsibility every day, every day. Well, after, you know, 21 days, the science kicks in, and now you've rewired their autopilot to where they are personally responsible. And when, when the tendency to be a victim comes up, they're making a different choice now. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's amazing to me that when I look at the self-help industry, I think largely it's a waste of time, as good as the the uh, content is. And I think there's a lot of great things in there, but I don't see anybody teaching what we teach in terms of, you know, that 95% of your daily actions and thoughts are unconscious. Therefore, unless you're seeding it into your subconscious mind, it's useless. I don't know. Yeah, so you agree with that? You're teaching, you know, teaching the, it's like the instruction, you know, the the instructions without having the the, the vehicle to uh, right. deliver that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, to, uh, I, so for those who are listening, I know I say this from personal experience. I've read some fantastic books with some really great concepts, with some really great you know, and thought, oh, that's great. I should integrate that, or I sh- should yeah. do this. I should do that, or whatever. And then I'm, I, yeah, I walk away. These are great ideas. Put the book down, and never to be. You know, maybe I'll try doing it for. You know, this is before I had the methodology. I'd I try doing it for you know a couple of days. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then you know, again, the day. You know, all of a sudden you go back to that autopilot the way you were doing things before. And so having the installation instructions for the, you know, let's say the book is the manual. Think it be it methodology is how you install, you know, the instructions. And I think that's the missing component to what you're, you know, when you're talking about the human development, self-help space. Is like, well, okay, these are great ideas. I know my life would really improve with these concepts or strategies, but 
how do I actually do it? Because you've got a lot of people out there who are kicking themselves, beating themselves up, a lot of shame because they keep trying this stuff, you know, for a very short window right. of time and then fall off the wagon, so to speak. So, you know, I get it. But, you know, I don't see anybody in the self-help business talking about 95% of your daily actions and thoughts are unconscious. Nobody. And what's interesting, though, is, as you know, you can go and Google it and literally in big dark letters, 95% shows up. And I just find it interesting that that undeniable truth is not really espoused in the self-help industry, yet the implications of it are so profound. And, and you know, that's why the most significant thing I ever learned was that 95% of my daily actions and thoughts are unconscious because once I got that and once you got that, everything changed. And, and you know, it took a, just like in your case, it, it was cool to watch because in a snap of a finger, you got it. Yeah. You know, and it was, it, I now that we think about that, it was, I remember it because I saw she got it immediately. It was like it took all of about, one second of contemplation and you're like, oh. Yeah, it's so funny. I was like, you know, in my, I envision a puzzle with one piece missing. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it was like, click in that last yeah. little piece of the puzzle. It was like, oh, what a relief. Like, yeah. this is what, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a right analogy. More people you know, talking about it a little bit. But the problem is, unfortunately, that science isn't sexy. You know what I mean? And like people understanding how the brain works. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that doesn't light people up like some of the other stuff does. You know what I mean? And so. But, you know, it's it's interesting. You you never know what what's going to happen. You know, I had a guy that I, I think I told you about came to me a month ago, and he was like, he had heard a podcast uh, episode where I was a guest, and he says, oh, I got to learn this, this thing could be it. I, it made so much sense. He goes on and on and on. And so then I put him through the drill. Well, you know, I'm only going to take clients that uh, trot their uh, happy ass to Austin and, <laughs> and meet me in person. Of course, we put him up here at uh, Chateau Venture. <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. that that tough, uh, but <laughs> nevertheless, that is the program. Yeah, and and you know, so he was like totally on board, and and we're doing think it bid, and and but you know, it's gotten to the point with with adults is is I'm going to put them through a little grief because hey, I got all the clients I need. Yeah, you know, now I love teaching it to adults, but I'm damn sure not begging them. You know, no. I'm like, uh, you better, you better have your act together and get get this stuff because if you don't, you know, I got other people that do. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to waste your, you don't want to waste your time. You know, it's too precious. We talk about yeah. that all the time. And you know, I and I, I you know, I, that sounds maybe semi arrogant, but and I get it. Sometimes people just they can't get the message at this time. Maybe, they're not ready. Maybe yeah. have, yes, they can't. They're not ready. Maybe they'll get it. Five years from now, or or maybe never, but yes. I don't know. It's just interesting how it all uh, works. But I, f- I find it all fascinating, and you know, I'm going to be on uh, Peter Diamandis's uh, 
Did I tell you about that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So you know, I've been. I won't bore you with the the long story about, but you know, I met Peter Diamandis for for our audience that doesn't know Peter Diamandis. Time Magazine considers him one of the top fifty intelligent minds in the world, and he started the X Prize that launched the commercial space industry. Mm-hmm. Brilliant guy, and he just wrote a book with Tony Robbins on uh, called uh, Life Force about the, about health and and where it is relative to AI and all the amazing things that are happening in medicine. And he has a company that he owns with Tony Robbins called Fountain Life. And I have done their program, their health program, and it's all about early detection. And anyway, I'm like, you know, I'm going to contact Peter Diamandis because thinking be it might be the ideal mindset program for Fountain Life. Mm-hmm. And so I it takes, you know, some finagling, but I get to him and we finally do a Zoom after, you know, trying to schedule it for two months and we have a great visit. And I said, well, you know, let, let me show you this nine minute video that explains Think It Bid. And he says, I'm in. Love this. This is uh, groundbreaking. Why don't you be on my podcast? He, you know, has a, I think, a million downloads a an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Some, yeah, some unbelievable number. So we're going to do it here in the sometime late in the first quarter. Nice. So we, who knows where the heck this is all going, but it sure <laughs> is a fun adventure. It is fun. <laughs> so, well, do you have any parting uh, words of advice for our audience? I, You know, I think just it back to where you started with that idea around somebody needs to hear something seven times. Right. I think there's there definitely is some truth to that. And again, I think it really just depends on all of those different factors that we talked about. Like, where are, are they ready? You know, what kind of stories are they telling themselves? Like, what's their mindset? Do they have an open mindset? And do they have a, you know, growth mindset? Or is it fixed? So I think there are so many variables that determine whether that statement is true for that particular person. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, i tell you what's really cool. So one of the recent women that came to me that wanted to do Think It Be It, the one that, that I... The second one, where I I you know worked her through it with with questions. Yeah, you know I uh, and she's just a delight, and I want to uh, have her as a client. But uh, as we're sort of working through this, I I tell her what I'm doing. I'm like, you know, I see that I probably have to explain this to you seven times before you get it. Mm-hmm. And in her last email to me, in fact, I think it came today in the email. She literally says, my daily actions uh, determine my success in life, and 95% of my uh, daily actions are unconscious, and that's why I've been playing the game of life at 25% of my potential. Exactly what I wanted her to get, she now gets. But we had to go through it, you know, four or five times. And so that's that. her experience has been very enlightening to me. I love it. So that's exciting. Uh, Okay, until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, 
send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life. <laughs>